What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again. This time on a Sunday. We were just doing this a couple weeks, a couple days ago, but that's crazy. That oh yeah, different background. I'm at I'm at a different spot, so that's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why it's cool, but it is. Uh, Joel, Joseph, Casey here, always with me, the resident homies. Joel looks bright eyed and bushy tailed this morning, <laughs> and uh, we're sp- we're spreading across the globe with this one. I just realized how many different locations we got on this uh, podcast, but we're bringing in the guys from Profanity. We got Thomas, Lucas, and Martin. Thomas is in Germany. Uh, Lucas is in uh, Australia. And oh, did I swap? Did I swap it out? Ah, oh. yeah. <laughs> it's easy to swap. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to get. A, I was almost through this one, dude. I almost got. I almost got all the information out. I almost did it. I almost did it like a straight up hot uh, host, dude. Anyways, yeah. Austria, Australia, and fucking Germany and California in the United States. What's up, motherfuckers? We are here on a Sunday morning for us. Nighttime. What time is it in Australia right now? Uh, four o'clock, just past four. Four uh, p.m. A.M. A.M. Oh, oh Jesus, Whoa. dude, savage, bro. <laughs> I'll <laughs> stop <no> complaining. <laughs> Martin wins. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's crazy, dude. Well, thank you so much for uh, you know coming on at four a.m. your time, dude. How is are you? Have you been up all night? Or did you wake up early for this? Nah, nah. Set the alarm at three thirty. Nice. Uh, Time to refresh from my beauty sleep and uh, the <laughs> and everything is fine. <laughs> dude, that's wow. awesome, man. Well, thank you so much, dude. That's awesome. No worries. I, I, it's like, I guess I've, I've gotten up at times at, at like early times like that too and still felt like, oh, you know, I, I could be firing right now. It just all depends on if you get like, you know, six hours of sleep. Six hours of sleep, I think I could, I could be good at three Four in the morning. sometimes you wake up after like you wake up like at four in the morning three in the morning and you're like i feel great right now but it's three in the morning so i go i'm gonna go back to bed and then you wake up at like eight in the morning and you feel like shit yeah you're <laughs> like, like i should have just stayed <laughs> just stayed yeah. awake on that 3 a.m wake up exactly okay so <laughs> yeah dude back to the three multiple person uh podcast so let's see how we can do this so thomas our, uh original member correct yes yeah, uh, are no, any of you guys other? Any of you guys go all the way back to the beginning with Thomas? Nearly. Yeah. Yeah. Since '95. Yeah. So you guys basically got this going together back in '95. I was only 11 years old. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I listened to uh, the the latest album, and I was really really blown away by how amazing the fragments of solace album is it really impressed me um i'm a super fan all of a sudden and uh if you guys like the podcast and all the music that we uh you know put out or you know um the bands we bring on you're gonna love profanity so check that shit out right fucking away oh yeah most definitely so i want to know about how you guys got to where you are now you have a super long history like 27 years going or something so yeah how did profanity get started yeah um so this is just another proof uh to see uh how old we are (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i'm 44 yeah but death metal keeps me young and the other guys uh, uh 
obvious too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I wouldn't say you were you looked forty four at all, dude. Yeah, definitely. thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First of all, thank you also very much for having us uh, in this very totally awesome uh, video podcast. Um, yeah, that's kind of how we became in contact, Thomas. You and I. You had you had been a, a fan of this thing pretty early, right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's super cool, dude. Yeah. And then for you guys to, you know, for it to already get out to you guys, that's the great thing about the internet. You know, it's like we, for, we have a way to just get it to people that actually want to hear it, you know, and, and it's super cool to know that people still are down to hear us talk about this, you know, and have this platform for, to be able to reach across the globe now and actually have a conversation with you a few months later after we just met online, you know? So that's, yeah, that's what I love about this thing for sure. Yeah, this is, this is totally awesome. And uh, also this profanity podcast is um, something very special for us and for me because uh we have the great pleasure to have also Martin here in, in this podcast. And um, this also shows that we are bounded by, by death metal. And it doesn't matter how far we are uh, uh, living. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. <laughs> how, how long so, the Martin, when did you... I was going to say, Martin, when did you move to Australia? Was that something that you've, you've always lived there or did you move there recently? No, no, 2013. Um, my wife is an Australian, okay. and we met in Germany, and after two kids, um, she became a little bit homesick, and I did a couple of holidays there in Australia and thought, why not um, shifting? Uh, we love it here. Definitely. But definitely. unfortunately, how do you, how do you, you like Australia? To... I love it. Go ahead. Absolutely Sorry. love it. You love it? <laughs> awesome, man. So what's the, what's the major difference is like going from, you went from Germany to Australia? Uh I think it's a, for, for me, it was a huge um, difference in, in the culture. Um, growing up in Germany, you have so much, and it's not in a negative or positive way, it depends on yourself. Um, you probably don't know the difference until you move to another country. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but it's very organized, yeah. structured in Germany, uh, in kinder, uh, school. Um, and here in Australia, I feel it's very relaxed, much more relaxed. It's, it's a huge country. It's a continent. You have so much space to breathe. You have so much space for everything. And uh, what's the first me, crazy uh, creature that you came across when you moved over there? Like you looked I at think, a, you saw a spider, yeah, like fucking the yeah, size of a it basketball. Was, uh, and you're like, what the fuck? Pretty much, <laughs> it was a huntsman. Uh, oh, a typical spiders spider. here. They're not really, they're not really bad. There are others. Um, White tails and redbacks, they are the dangerous ones. Yeah, they're the little crawly. ones, the black, black little ones. But the huntsman, it can be like a, a hand. And I had that one one morning in my hoodie. And I, did <laughs> I, thought, I was oh, driving to work and I thought, what the heck is that? And I went dude, out of my... the car and I thought, whoa, who are you, mate? <laughs> I just got goosebumps uh, immediately, dude. Yeah, Hairs on the back of my neck, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. That's scary, man. I'm, a, I'm a, one of the... I'm definitely an arachnophobe. I'm definitely like that's the mm. one thing I I don't care about. Snakes, snakes are fine, whatever lizards, whatever you know, all that stuff. But but spiders, like 
there was a spider in my bed yesterday or up just above and i was like cool i'm gonna go to the living room I'm just, I, I just went on the couch and just <laughs> slept on the couch because <laughs> my cat house what my cat does my cat will go up and he'll the spider will be like going like on the on the wall my cat goes like and my cat doesn't kill anything he just swats it into my bed <laughs> he just goes like i'm gonna bring the spider with you dude here you go dude just like he's, he's thrown spiders on my head before no, I'm like, no, no, I can't. I can't do it. Dude. He's a little predator, dude. He doesn't eat anything, though. He just goes like he just plays with it. And I'm like, cool, it's going to bite me and I'm going to die. And then you keep playing with it. This, well, I mean, you, you constantly feed him. So he's like, I don't really need to eat this thing, but I want to have some <laughs> yeah, fun. Dude. Exactly. I want to stay on my toes. Exactly. So spiders is like you've seen. Is there any other like snakes or any crazy like creatures yeah, yeah. out there? Yeah, you have. Um, I think the most poisonous animals are in Australia here, but. Coming from, from Europe, for sure, you, you're not really aware of that. You have to learn that and uh, be a little bit more aware and, and see things like the Aussie seed. Um, and again, for me, it's easy. My wife is an Aussie. The kids, they were one and three years when we shifted over. So they're learning all these things. Uh, but uh, when I talk to my, my family in Germany or they come over for a visit, they, oh, it's dangerous and what do you think in here and that? And at one point, it's just not my life. It's not a big deal at all. Yeah, you yeah it's part of it i think it's it's more for non-aussies to make a big deal about it than for for the aussies <laughs> no definitely definitely yeah. yeah i've had friends moved i've had friends just visit australia and i don't i can't tell us in your accent at all but i've had friends come back from australia from like 18 months there and they got they got australian accents <laughs> like okay. after like <laughs> like after only visiting for a little while and i, don't, I can't i i I mean, a German Australian accent would be a little, that'd be an interesting one, but uh, yeah, no, I can't tell. I don't know what that is. A lot of people, I've heard that from a few people that people will come back from Australia from visiting for a while and they'll straight up have an accent. Like, I mean, I don't want to okay. get too into the weeds real quick, but that happened to me, dude. I, I went out to Missouri for like a month and I came back with like a little, hey, y'all. <laughs> jeffrey my cousin Je i cost by the end of the week i'd be calling my cousin jeffrey because you hear everybody else say it this, that way and you're just like yeah. nine years old like i guess i'm just gonna pick up this little thing for a bit but then i <laughs> you know one week back at home it's like hella <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> picking up an accent goes super fast yeah yeah it's a trip it's a trip how it works in the human psyche how people will pick yeah. that up and start using it mm. as their own and even on tour because touring the country and stuff i would i came back with like a hybrid like southern with my surfer kind of talk to and like i had like what else was it? it was another accent i was using all the time canadian it was like this yeah. like hybrid mix of like this like kind of french canadian like y'all like surfer thing <laughs> <laughs> and now i, I yeah, still well, say y'all all the time now i still say y'all from touring I'm like what's up y'all and my yeah. my coworkers are like what the hell like what state are you yeah, from, we were bro? talking about this where uh, touring with uh with, with with bands that um, none of the bands is like uh, talking uh, is like a German speaker, so everybody mm. is, is speaking English, but there are also no uh, native English speakers within the touring party, and in the end you all you just wind up uh, speaking Borat English, you know, <laughs> because that's what everybody understands. You come home and for the first couple of weeks you're, uh, you're uh, speaking this horrible English. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah you guys are. Uh, bilingual that's a talent i do not have so you guys can do multiple languages on that's crazy yeah but it's because uh, yeah you, you uh, there is no need to when you're yeah. uh, when you're a native english speaker uh, yeah. here um, in europe you're, you're learning i think now you're already learning it in ground school english i think okay. we're a little little bit of english in ground school and then from then on 
yeah, you need it all the time. What are you going to do? Yeah, nobody yeah, yeah. of you yeah, will ever need to speak German. Why? I'm I'm super thankful that I'm super thankful when I was in Germany that you, that people understood English because I was yeah. there was one time I needed yeah I was just needed water really bad and I was like thinking I was gonna die because I was hung over and I couldn't find water and I was like water like you like, finally like found a place that would like give me water but yeah I was super and if you just do that one you just get beer you know <laughs> I know right that's definitely not what I needed that day have any of you guys ever had dreams in English or is it always in German. <laughs> good question i think i mix it up yeah <laughs> if i if i can remember but quite often i wake up and i remember what i've dreamed but i'm not quite sure was it english or german yeah wow it was just in jinglish <laughs> probably <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all right anyways we can get back to death metal so yeah let's I'm a little loopy and hungover today, guys. So, uh, <laughs> no, dude, that's, you're getting that's today. good. It's good. It made me chuckle. So, uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's hear about the first couple demos and leading up to the first album, Shadows to Fall. And um, I think this is before Martin was actually the bass player. Is that correct? Yes. 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 That's right. Um, I th I think the the beginning of profanity was uh, at the end of '93. And um, <clears throat> it was a completely different lineup back back in the days. Uh, it was uh, this maybe was a little bit of, of of one of the problems, I would say, with the music. Um, it was a mixture of death metal, melodic death metal, maybe also some some parts of of yeah, mm, slightly black metal stuff. But uh, this just came up because of the mixture of all these different <clears throat> band members and uh for for myself i always wanted to go in the yeah brutal technical way this was sure uh, for me from the starting point of profanity but um at this time it was really hard to find the right members the peoples and um who were listening to the same style of, of um, yeah, this technical brutal death metal, I would say. Uh, in in '93 releases like the the, the Monst monstrosity, I, I have to say, just blew my mind, and uh, I, I can remember sawing the first time um, Final Cremation. This was a song with uh, yeah, of course, corpse right corpse grinder on vocals, and this came out on this. Uh, Nuclear Blast um, video edition, and I, I know this this is the music I, I I want to do with profanity and also bands like Vader, Cannibal Corpse, Death, um, yeah. But as I said before, it was not easy to find the right people. So we did this kind of music, and of course everybody had the chance to bring in their influences and their stuff what they want to do so uh, it came up that we released finally uh, two demos but the music has not really much to do like profanity sounds uh, today it was the starting point of, of profanity and uh, mm -hmm. we made the demos all by ourselves and uh, we recorded all the, the two demos we did two demos all also by ourselves we bought some equipment 
And we also recorded the, all the demo tapes at home in my uh, childhood room, hours for hours and endless work. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I think it was 95, yeah, about 95. And I, I also was in contact with Martin and I knew he was, he was just the right guy for, for profanity and uh, for this kind of music. And we were talking a, a lot about before we, we, we got together in this band, before Martin started to play bass guitar in profanity. And he, he, he was just, a, just like the same freak, like, like me, we were both into, uh, especially Cannibal Corpse at this time, death and um, suffocation. Yes, I, 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 of course, have to um, say suffocation. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. What kind of yeah. metal was most popular in Germany at this time? Um, pardon? Can you say what, it again, please? Yeah, what, what, what kind of metal was the most popular form of metal in Germany when you were starting the band? I would say bands like... Hmm, uh, uh, running wild, except uh, um, as what 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 concerns the, the, the German bands, um, Halloween. Martin, can you add something? Yeah, <clears throat> when you talk about German bands, as Tom said, you had these speed thrash bands, um, Running Wild, Rage, a um, couple of these ones. But I think in the in the nineteen ninety one. From there, all these these big classic albums, as we have them now, started to grow. You have Death, you have Cannibal Corpse, Pestilence, all these ones. Um, so I think that that big wave, that death metal wave, that took us as individuals from all the typical thrashy, um, mega death, all these uh, Man of War, Skyclad, whatever these bands, um, into the death metal direction and. Uh, from there, once you have that, you can't let go. If you're into that, yeah? if you have that uh, death metal gene, um, you're addicted. And this is where we got, uh, I reckon all of us here, uh, injected by death metal. Yeah? Yep. And uh, from that was just a matter of time to find the right people. Oh, okay, we all had similar backgrounds, except running wild and all these bands, ACDC, yeah? For myself, uh, Alice Cooper, Ozzy, or, or God knows what, these, these softer bands. Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, that wave of death, death metal came. And uh, as Tom said, and I think that changed heaps for the, the people. They, they were just waiting for that at that time. Maybe had no idea, oh, that's exactly what we want, what we needed, what we want to do in the future. Um, but yeah, that... that uh, it was an awesome time. I wonder what it is like. There's, I mean, there's probably a few aspects to it, but there's something like you were saying, like there's this transitional like point where something clicks or you get injected enough dosage to where all of a sudden you lean over to the other side and it's just downhill. I'm fucking picking up. I'm doing death metal every day. That's all I'm going to listen to. That's all I'm going to talk about. That's all I'm like, when's the next show? Like, it's it's there's something that happens we no matter where we're at in the world that that happens you know you get to a certain point where 
everything's just not enough. And then you get to death metal and you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's what's satisfying my hunger for this type of music. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I can remember and Martin and I, we are talking about so often about this. Um, we, we met very often in my uh, uh, childhood room. And um, back then, of course, I lived at my parents' house. Uh, I was 15 or 16 years old, I think it was. <laughs> and my, 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 my completely room was full of posters uh, with carcass, paradise lost. And uh, so we tried to met as often as possible. And Martin brought in, brought uh, uh, his, his bass guitar with him. And so we, yeah, we tried out to, to write songs for uh, at this time for our first release, Shadows to Fall. And um, we discovered very fast that this is such a big playground this music has to offer. And I, 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 I can say, um, pierced from within, from suffocation. I, 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 have, I have to talk about it, about this release. Oh, boy, dude. We love to talk about it too, dude. It's a fucking masterpiece. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. This is a, such a great example for how many twists and turns you, you, you can go with music and there is no wrong and no right. And um, we were so passionate about this release and uh, it was taking us and we said, oh man, we can do whatever we want to do. So let's hear, let's add here another riff, another tones. Let's do whatever we want to do. And this is totally or total freedom. And I think this is also maybe one of the main reasons we, we are loving death metal so much because you can do whatever you want to do with, with this kind of music. And this is just phenomenal for me. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. No boundaries is the best way to get, you know, yeah. creative. Yes. I mean, there's boundaries within a extent, but extent, but death metal, it's it's a wide, wide open space that you can play around in for sure. I was yeah. like, yeah, go ahead. I'll just jump in real fast. Like <clears throat> listening to your new album and stuff, I was like, man, there's so many like cool original ideas. Like it was so like this is like different than you know it's it's still death metal i mean it's, it's in the same genre and everything but it, it, you guys have so many cool like just original things sounds i like yeah. it it's really cool you know a lot so, of the licks are yeah it's like i haven't heard fun, that before dude. you know yeah sean uh the second track of that album there's those licks in that song dude just i i'm always i'm like yeah i'm like this in the truck <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh, yeah. giving me like oh. that death feel but at the same time like casey was saying it's there and and it stays within you know the tech death realm but it's got like you know that little pizzazz in there that gives it that unique little profanity feel you know oh um first of all thank you very much for your kind words and uh this to hear makes us very, 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 very happy because I just could say maybe mission accomplished. I don't know. And this, I think as an artist, this is the best thing that could happen that people are telling you your music is good. 
I really enjoy listening to your music. It gives me a special feeling when I'm listening to it. And what else do you want more as an artist? Exactly. I, I think one of the best compliments you, you, you just can get. And um, for, I don't know, for for Fragments of Soles, the, the songs, um, some, I, I, I have to say, <clears throat> um, some years ago, uh, we were discussing often about um, what style do we play? Is it brutal death metal? Is it technical death metal? Or is it maybe <clears throat> just extreme music? And um, so we went going on with the title technical death metal. But um, I think at the end of the day, I would say it's, it's just extreme music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most yeah. definitely. So there there, much, uh, we're jumping much, forward. Wait, I was going to say, is there much uh, profanity in your lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to look up lyrics just now, just trying to look for lyrics. I couldn't find them. I was like looking for cuss words. I can. I think it's really? another yeah. other use of profanity, like you know, speech against religious doctrine. Is that the meaning of the band name? Nice. Um, what 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 concerns the the name? Um, we were searching for a band name at 93. I was 16 years old. Yes, I was 16 years old. And I just uh, uh, took my English dictionary. And then I came to O Profanity. Okay, this sounds cool. Let's take it. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's how most that's bands do it in Europe. You know? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, band names are always those things that are super hard to find i mean especially nowadays because there's so many are taken but um yeah i think to land on a band name and luckily you know there wasn't that much taken back then you guys had pretty free range and that, i think profanity is a great name it's catchy like i first time i heard it i just rem it's memorable and like i'm actually kind of jealous <laughs> <laughs> um, i don't know going with that so so yeah do you want to talk about or uh, does anyone want to talk about um, kind of the the fact that you have kind of a, a two periods in the band's history that there's, you know, some releases from 97 and 2000 and then a break up until mm -hmm. the Artist Sickness album and the EPs leading up to it. So how did you how did the band history go from this early period to the later period of, of mm -hmm. productivity? Yeah, of course, I think I, I can start maybe of course or. or Better, of course, Martin uh, can also add then something. Um, it was a very furious time from, um, I would say, 97 until 2000. Yeah, we released Shadows to Fall in, yeah, I think <laughs> it was in 97. And uh, then we got... Uh, record deal with the German record label Kutschel Agency and mm -hmm. um, our first work together with them was the split EP with uh, Lividity and um, this was released on vinyl which was super awesome for us at this time and uh, in 2000 we released the Slaughtering Thoughts um, full length st studio album 
And this was also released by the German uh, record label Kachel Agency. And uh, as I said, or because, or why this was a, a furious time, we played so many shows, so many shows. At some point, we felt maybe this is a bit too much because, of course, we played uh, uh, all the shows mostly on, on weekends because we had uh, uh, all our normal day jobs, 40 uh, hours per week. And uh, there were years we played around 50 shows. So almost on every weekend, just yeah. got back home on Friday from work, jumped into the uh, little van we had back then, and we went to shows. And um, 2002, we got the uh, absolute um, awesome opportunity to go on a uh, European tour with a cryptopsy. And this was such an, an, an absolutely awesome uh, uh, offer opportunity for us. And uh, yeah, we definitely needed to do this. There, there, there was no doubt about it. And um, we went with Cryptopsy, Hemorrhage, Spawn on this Euro European tour in 2002. And uh, we did about 24 dates. And this, this was just insane. But we also felt after this tour a little bit of uh, a kind of a burnt out feeling because we knew this, this was maybe too much also besides our normal day jobs. And uh, we also had, I would say, some problems with writing new material due to this extreme um, schedule or, or why we played so many shows. And um, so it came in 2004 that we play, played there our last show on the Maryland Death Fest. Some days before, we had the awesome uh, opportunity to play New York with um, Misery Index, Exhumed and Uphill Battle. And we spent one week there, uh, uh, all in all, and absolutely awesome. And what, year, what year was that, Thomas? Pardon? What year was that when you played the Maryland Death Fest? 2004. 2004, I was there. Yeah. Okay. I was there. I was at the first two. Of I remember. You. Yep. Remember you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I did. I you. If you guys watched the Vomit Remnant set, you would have seen me on stage for a quick song. I did. Yeah. Song with Vomit. Uh, we we took some pictures with uh, Vomit Remnants with Kaisuke. Yeah. Kaisuke. <laughs> Shout out Kaisuke yeah. and Takanori. Uh, he's not the vocalist anymore, but. Super, super good weekend with those dudes. Super, super nice guys for mm. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Love, absolutely. Also love death metal. Those guys breathe death metal. That's all that they, they, I remember they were like way more into talking death metal than even me and my buddy Dan. And me and Dan talked about it all the fucking time, dude. But they just, that's all they wanted to talk about. Are they still they, going? Uh, yeah, I think there's like a, a reincarnation of it going okay. with KCK on drums um i mean obviously before the pandemic they were doing some stuff but i i don't know what their plans are now but um yeah dude those guys super cool dudes i had a great weekend with them that's what all, all i wanted to add to that <laughs> <laughs> i saw the pictures uh you posted to facebook from the band account of profanity in times square yeah, um, yeah. so you Brilliant. visited yeah 
Yes, great, great memories. Unfortunately, it was only the first or the one and only time we got the chance to play in the States. Hopefully soon we can play there again somewhere. That'd be somewhere. awesome, man. Yeah. Um, so af after we came back from Maryland Death Fest, um, we decided to make a break from, from playing live shows because we, we wanted to, to write new songs and um, we wrote new songs. Um, all in all, the writing process went on until 2006. But uh, then um, I would say the normal life just took place because uh, for myself, I, I, I got married. I decided to go back to, to school, to, to go to, to school besides my work. But all the material uh, was, was already done. Yeah. And our drama Armin also decided to go back to school. And uh, so this list lets, lets us to uh, the year 2010. We all still felt the fire is or was still burning, of course. Yeah, because as, like, like we said some uh, uh, minutes before, uh, once you are infected with death metal, there's no way out. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yep. And making it too. It's like creating yes. in general, dude. You, you got the drive to do it. You're never going to stop doing it. Yes, yes, yes. You take your breaks and stuff, but then it'll be calling you back. Yeah, absolutely. And this was uh, what happened in 2010. I was uh, uh, done with my school. Armin was ready. Martin also, and we decided, hey, guys, let's move on with profanity. There is still some music we have to record. We want to show to the people. And um, then we decided to do an EP. Uh, this EP was called Hatred, Hell Within. And uh, the reason for this EP was because... Uh, Martin got the chance to, to move to Australia. And at this point of time, we already had recorded three songs and we had some uh, um, discussions. What shall we do now? And so we decided to release an EP with three songs of this material from uh, uh, 60 Minutes we already had done. And uh, we went on with our uh, bass player, Daniel, at this time and uh, we recorded then the remaining songs from this 60 hour material which we had left for the, the Art of Sickness release. Yeah, And this release came out in 2017. Yeah. Oh, okay, awesome. And during that time, did you start listening to Decrepit Birth a lot? Because <laughs> <laughs> I see the poster on the wall just peeping out there the end time begins poster behind you there it is and i can hear the db influence on all the new material so just wondering um i i totally love decrepit birth yeah matt is an awesome guitar player and uh also a great influence for for my style of playing for the music of profanity and um especially their uh, uh latest release Axis Mundi, um, a masterpiece, a masterpiece. And 
So we are absolutely proud to have him also with a guest solo uh, on our new release, Fragments of Soleil's um, Towards the Sun. And uh, I reached out to him, um, do you want to do a guest solo for this new profanity? And we wrote back and forth. And so one day uh, uh, his recording, recordings came and we just couldn't believe it. Oh man, this is awesome. Yeah, a great honor for us. Hell yeah. Definitely. Was he I want, the only I guy that did the Sorry. guests on there? Was was there other people that did guests on the on the oh, album? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm letting them tell us, okay? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> for, the ones who don't, for the ones who don't know. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so who else was on the album on the last release? Who else guest guested on it? Lu Lucas, would you like to tell? Yeah, um, uh, was Matt Sotelo with the solo, then um, the incredible. Dave Suzuki. Oh wow! He did. Wow. Uh, he did an uh, insane solo. Um, then we had uh, guest vocals from Dima Orlov from Russia, and uh, the last one, I think, is the last one was uh, Terence Hobbs of wow. Suffocation, who did an uh, who did a solo uh, which is uh, well, which was uh, nonetheless uh, insane than <laughs> the other stuff. I really am. Um, I really had the feeling that every one of these guys put a lot of effort into their guest appearances, and it, it, it was a pleasure to to mix that stuff because it just, yeah, you know, it just uh, fell into grid and bam, it was there. It just worked uh, super easy. Dealing so, dealing with professionals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How did you get Terrence? How 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 did that situation unfold? Um, we, we, we know Terence since many years. We had some opportunities to, to play also or to share stage with suffocation several times. And um, I don't know what to say. I, I just can say Terence is the man. Yeah. That's the fact. <laughs> yeah. That's In many a ways, dude. I mean, his riffs basically like paved the way for hundreds of bands, dude. Yeah, yeah. His, totally. his right hand, his right hand is still one of my favorite yeah. like picking hands that's ever existed. You know, especially in the brutal death, um, in the brutal death genre, you can actually say um, that everything already has been said with effigy. Mm. Yeah, everything that came after was like, um, yeah, that yeah, minimum spicing, uh, but uh, it that that is it. That's the blueprint. Yep. That comes up pretty much every podcast of suffocation. It all goes back to suffocation, pretty much. Yeah, for, it does. Our, but our I mean, it's just and everything for it to come up every podcast with all these different, you know, musicians. And now we're we got three different countries, four different countries of people going on one podcast, and we all agree on, on the same yeah. thing. It's just there's no denying it, you know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they sound they sounded so different already in these times than all the other. Uh, American death metal bands, especially mm -hmm. the Florida scene, had a totally, totally different style. Well, like it's to me, a little bit more like evil sounding, you know, the satanic thing and everything. Uh, yeah. Especially when you get like D side or stuff, um, <laughs> um, and, the, and and suffocation. That, that that's a totally, totally different, different, different feeling uh, of how and tonality wise and everything. Mm -hmm. Just sounded like, you know, <laughs> yeah. just like. It's it sounds like weightlifting. It's like <laughs> brutal sophistic brutal sophistication. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> brutal as fuck, but like 
smart and sophisticated. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's 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 wild, dude. And that's why we fucking love it. So I yeah. want to know when the unique leader stuff started getting into your guys' radar. Like what year was that? Like Deeds of Flesh and Discords. When did you guys come across all the Cali bands? Well, to me, that was pretty late because I was a little younger. And when I started out, out listening to death metal, it was mainly Florida in the mm-hmm. beginning. Um, but also these uh, New York, Florida connected bands, you know, like uh, Malevolent Creation, Canva Corpse, of course, and that stuff. Mm-hmm. I listened to a lot of Malevolent Creation. And um, a little later, when I was digging uh, into like more, more uh, insane stuff, I think I, I would uh, I would go into Deeds of Flesh, where then uh, I, I think it was Path of the Weakening. I was listening to this album for days, I think, uh, until I until I, uh, I caught a cold or something. And I thought, <laughs> I'd, I've been listening so much to this sick music that I got sick. <laughs> I skipped it for a few weeks again, but it was, it was a little bit later. I can't, I can't tell the year. It, it wouldn't matter because it, uh, it has been uh, way after these uh, records have been actually been released. Mm-hmm. That's, so funny. That's a funny thing uh, that you say that because it's like, you really think like if you put all your focus into one thing for several days and everything else gets put on the back burner, even the way your body works, you know, like yeah. your immune system actually is like, all right, I'm, I'm going to just fucking give up. Cause this guy is just paying way too much to fucking deeds of flesh. <laughs> <laughs> we got to put all the energy in the brain to absorb all that deeds of flesh for several days. We don't have all the yeah. energy for the rest the of the body show. just gives up, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, dude. Not I, not I, getting sick, but that's awesome that you. Yeah, a flesh. But it was for for the cause. It was all for the cause, you know. So mm-hmm. <laughs> hell yeah. Um. So Lucas, uh, did you record the new album at your studio? And can you tell us a little bit about? Yeah, the partially. Studio? Uh, partially, the recording was. Um, uh, it was recorded in different places. Um, you know, Tom recorded the DIs uh, for the guitars, um, and I. Re- of course, I recorded the bass here. The plan was also to record the drums at my facility. Um, but then um, COVID, um, COVID happened before, but everything seemed like, yeah, we could, no problem. But then they came up with this, with this ridiculous nonsense of closing inner European borders, like for don't know how, I don't know how long. Nobody knew it. We just knew, okay, the border is closed now. Uh, the drum recording date is in a month or something. What are we going to do? And I said to the boys, um, as much as it, uh, as it uh, hurts me, but we, you have to um, get a facility in Germany to record the drum set because we don't know if the, the, the border is going to be open then. It's, it's closed again now since half a year. And I just I told you before that Germany is like 200 meters that way uh, yeah. from here, and I can't go over there. Like, so this is the first time I, ever this happened. Uh, even before the European Union, it wasn't a problem at all across the border. You didn't even have to show your ID. Nobody cared. Now it's closed. You know, we're not allowed to go 200 meters sideways. So um, crazy shit. And then this, um, yeah, the, the shit, uh, they, they closed the border and we uh, had to figure something out. Uh, and they, they came up with a facility and I was... Uh, I had a, a, a telephone call with the with the owner and engineer there, and we just checked everything out. I told him, yeah, like, like this and like that. And he said, yeah, it's like this and like that, and everything worked out fine. So it wasn't a problem, but we would have recorded the drums at this facility here. Like we right. did for the Sinister Split, uh, we, we recorded the drums at my uh, place. 
Um, yeah, but uh, the, the closed border got in the way. But uh, other than that, then I did, did the whole reamping, you know, um, recorded my vocals here and stuff, and then I did, uh, did the mixing and mastering at this facility. Where the, the guys uh, came over for reamping, that was uh, in a brief um, period of time when the, uh, the, the border was open again. Um, and uh, we were lucky. So uh, Tom brought his amp and um, we used one of my amps for the other side of, uh, for, the, for the second guitar. And yeah, and, that, and we did reamping and uh, checked out drum, uh, drum tracks and everything. And then I started mixing right after. Okay. Um, and I just wanted to ask Martin about the lyrics. Uh, can you talk a little about how uh, you're inspired to write the lyrics that you write and what they're about? Sure. Um, it's like the, the previous album. <clears throat> Normally I asked Tom, I want to hear the music first. Um, I also I like to see the cover, the cover artwork, the music. Um, for sure we speak about the cover and this and that and what do you have in your mind and the artist at the end, but this is it's giving me a huge impact. And at the same time, I have to, I like to hear the music. It's like back in the days when you, you bought your, I don't know, Nocturnus or what's that threshold? You, you study the, the cover and the, you listen to the music and you make your own movie a little bit mm -hmm. or the old Dan Seagrave covers and things like that. So it's pretty much the same with the, that one here. As soon as I had it and I, parallel listening to the music okay i have an idea this and that and that and that and in general profanity lyrics i reckon it's like the band we are not um we're not an image band it, it, it's really all about the music so the lyrics they have to put a an extra weight to support the music it's not like can you have something shocking or out of ordinary we're not a splatter or band we're not a religious Politician, blah, blah, stuff, nothing at all. Um, the lyrics, they have to fit and, and support uh, the music, and they're very simple. Um, it's all about everyday stories. Um, it, it's, it's not really, how should I say, for sure they have their weight, and uh, it's about personal things, it's about for example, for me, leaving Germany, going to Australia, uh, there's still some links in the song uh, Where Forever Starts, for example. Um, disputed territory, prognate of the place, uh, that might be uh, the bushfires in Australia. Yeah, things like that, the autopsy. Uh, that's a, a funny one. Yeah, that's the only one where Tom said, oh, I have a title. <laughs> that song is a little bit special. And depending on that, I don't want to, say too much about this, probably someone on, on Lucas to say it. Um, <laughs> reckless, uh, rec reckless Souls, for example, is something... These days with the social media, you have everything available yeah, about how much you share, everything is there forever. And you have um, unborn people and everything is available from, from day one or even earlier. Yeah? The parents, they're making uh, photos of the ultrasound and God knows what, and everything is there. So all that information, and uh, is that good or bad? I don't know. Um, when they're older, 20 years old, they're looking back and there's a wide range of data available about them 
who is using that, for example. So really everyday stories uh, um, towards the sun that's, uh, that's something about someone who's getting uh, very fast, very high in his career. Um, I'm assuming we all know people, oh, that was my boss, that was a, someone else. And they're all doing that to get up and they're all doing that to look down, to get high, uh, things like that. It's a, and it's all part of the personal, um, also as a band, um, experiences we made, um, but never in a way with lots of blood and gore and God knows what. For sure, it's death metal. Death metal, I can't write about uh, sunflowers or something. Probably you could, but it won't fit the music. <laughs> Um, I actually did talk about flowers on the last album. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, no, I'm, I'm actually, I, I, what I was, I was waiting for you to finish just to say that I really enjoy, um, you know, taking the struggles of, of yourself or just humans in general and metaphorically incorporating it into an extreme style of music, because it really is something that I rid myself of young in my career, which is writing the gore lyrics. I might every once in a while sprinkle it in there, but it has a meaning. There's a purpose for it to be there. Everything has to have a purpose in the music. And I like, Easter eggs and I like metaphors and I probably said that way too many fucking times on this podcast already, but I really do like that style of writing where you're, you're taking something that everybody is experiencing, you know, the, the climb to the top in a career and who gets elbowed on the way up, you know, yeah. that that's, that's happened with so many people. And, and, but obviously you're not saying it just that way. You find a, a, a artistic or creative way to explain these same things because really like we just said with effigy it's already been done everything's already been written everything <laughs> so it's like how are we going to be able to express these same things that we all do feel like we want to express because they are important things to the human in general but it's it's cool to like just find new ways to explain it and actually hide it too i like to hide shit in the words yeah. You know, I don't I know agree. if you guys do, do. I don't know if you hide little things, even like I was telling these guys, there's a few things hidden on the last album that I, only I know about. Do you guys ever do stuff like that? Or did you do that with your lyrics at all? Yes. <laughs> but I won't tell you. <laughs> yeah, see? That's what I love about it. That's what it's look. It's like uh, you play computer games. What is it called? The Easter eggs or something. Mm -hmm. um, the, uh, there are things and going back it has to fit the music. And um, I believe we are all here. Um, it's not like we are evil and God knows what. For sure, sometimes you have to pose a little bit, especially on stage. And, and that's all part of it. It's all that makes it. That, that's definitely. Mm -hmm. um, but there's always in pretty much in all the lyrics, a positive thing. And I believe that's the link to the music. Because for me, the death metal, especially the, the new profanity one, and I can say that with a little bit distance because I was playing one, one song and the rest was for me like from a fan mm -hmm. view. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, the music that gives me so much energy, uh, really positive energy. I'm not walking away like, oh, I'm not super grumpy or more aggro, but <laughs> knows what. It's really that, that positive feeling. And this is also what I try to put into the lyrics. There's always... For sure, you have these heavy things, the way that 
wow, that's, if you want, you can think about it and wow, that's pretty tough, but there's always a link to a little a happy end if you want so. And I think that's the same with the music. After listening to, I don't know, let's say Cynic or, or Death or God knows what, and for me, it's that same feeling with profanity. I'm happy at the end. And, and that's, uh, I remember as a teenager, lying, you have the human from death and when that came out, oh, that's awesome. But new. okay, I lie in my bed with headphones and listening just to the music and again and again and again. And every time I kind of took the headphones off, that feels good, that's awesome. And I think that's the kind of lyric I try to get into profanity as well to support the music, not to, to take the profanity into, I don't know, as I said, gore or splatter or God knows what, it, it has to fit profanity. And, and, wanna, fit, and it fits yeah. the feeling that you're getting from it too, which makes that just as, it's it's just like as meaningful. Like throwing just random lyrics on, that. I'm glad that you say that you listen to the music well before you actually write lyrics yes. for it because people could just be like, I got a booklet of lyrics here. This will be some words that'll work with that, you know? And I mean, we've done that and, you know, throughout our careers making shit too, but like listening to a song and really getting the feeling from it is actually a great way to send you on a way to find what you're going to talk about in that song. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I mean, uh, when I heard the first few seconds from, of Where Forever Starts, I knew exactly, okay, that, that can be only that kind of lyric. It, it must be a heavy thing. It must be something personal, but everyone can, can see themselves. You go from one point to the other. Uh, you also can read a little bit more about uh, Australian history, about the Stolen Nation, about that, um, where people got taking away kids from their families yeah, because of, okay, we want to show you the world how we think it should be. And then years and years later, these people coming back and they, okay, that I haven't seen my, my kids, my, my parents for 20, 30, 40 years or something. And uh, being a parent, you, you think, just thinking about that, it makes you sick. Yeah? I would, mm -hmm. My kids are taken away and then when I'm old and gray, good, I'm nearly there. Uh, I see them again and they don't recognize me as my father, as, as her father, yeah? and their father. And things like that, it's really heavy, heavy, but I try to put that into something with hope at the end. And, mm -hmm. uh, so the music is heavy, it, it's brutal. The lyrics, they have to fit exactly to that. It can be a little bit sad but there's always hope at the end. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. And to get into the writing of the music, it, that feeling of getting that positive vibe from it, I get that same vibe from listening to the music as well. So Thomas and, and whoever was involved in writing this whole album, is that kind of like the idea you guys had going into this? Like with a, with a positive, let's have, a, have like a more like positive aspect to our album. Is that like a or did it just happen along the way just because of how everybody was in their life at that time? Um, I, I would say it just happened because for all uh, uh, us guys in profanity, um, our death metal is positive. It, mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with, with negative for, for, for myself. When I sit here and uh, um, practicing guitar, I just feel happy and, and not uh, angry. <clears throat> yeah. 
Um, and also like we've, we've vibed on like our personal lives too, Thomas. And I could tell that you are happy where you're at, you know, cause we've talked about our personal, you know, being, being dads and stuff like that. Like that's, that's knowing that about you and then listening to the music and listening to the riffs. Like it, maybe, I don't know if it influences the way I listen to it well, but I definitely feel what, what Martin's talking about, about feeling exhilarated and happy after listening to a prof- profanity song. <laughs> so it, is, it's just like it's the way it's just like a language speaking that you're speaking you know i could feel that you it's in your riffs that's all i'm saying i don't feel like you. evil when i'm listening to profanity i'm like i'm i'm literally like cruising in my cu- truck like i'm going to work today guys <laughs> so so maybe this is a, a, a good music when you go to work or before you go to work. <laughs> you got co- you got coffee. You're ready yeah. to go. It's audio coffee. <laughs> audio coffee, dude. <laughs> it's got well, yeah, profanity's got a little bit of caffeine in it. What have you? So you said you had stuff in the lyrics. What are you talking about, dude? Would you like? Do you sneak the word fart in there somewhere? Or what? What did I you don't hide know. Your uh, <laughs> if you want to, uh, <laughs> yeah, like we hit actual we hit actual farts in the music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I think it's a, like that's a bass guitar you're hearing there, but ah. <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe I have to rethink that. It's an auto-tuned fart. <laughs> no, dude, but if you want to go I might even hit some shit about you in there, dude. I don't know. <laughs> it's old Joel Socks. Just anyways, it's, I just want to. You got tell me off the off the air what your secrets are. I don't, I don't even th- know. Yeah, I, I don't even remember. Even if you were to quiz me right now, I couldn't give them all. But yeah. Dude. All right, enough about my shit, guys. We're here for for profanity, dude. Um, I have one more question, which is, uh, you guys decided to go independent with this last album. Can you talk yeah. about the decision and and how it's playing out for you guys? And this compares to the last album, which was on a label, I believe, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I I think it came up pretty naturally i would say this decision to do all by ourselves because um we are used to do all by ourselves since i would say the very starting point of profanity and um back in the days with sending out demos and uh, uh, going um several times to the post office and sending out letters with flyers and stuff and uh so um, and now, with all the uh, possibilities you have with uh, DistroKid and um, Bandcamp, and so this is just just a very good uh, way to promote your band and to get your music out. And um, we we also were sending out some new songs to some labels but to be honest uh, we didn't get any reply yeah and so we decided to do all by ourselves and uh, to go on independently yeah and i think or not i i just think i know we are very happy with this fact yeah yeah because i mean you guys promoted it very well yourself like we all found out about it because you guys were like personally reaching out to us and that was very cool um i will say the best way to get anyone to listen to your music is go on their podcast because that is honestly what made me dive into the whole discography 
So thanks for coming on. So I could actually like do a deep dive to be prepared today. And I just wanted to, again, say how, how stoked I am on the new album and your guitar work. You have so many cool going between brutal low riffing and then all this amazing sweet picking, but it's never like you go too far on either side. It's like back and forth so often. It's so ingrained. And so, um, I guess the same, like you never, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It, it never goes too far into one side of that kind of equation. Yeah. Yeah. Th th thank you very much. I think this was something I really tried to, to approach. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I grow up with the music from, from the nineties. And, and as you know, I love bands like suffocation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and also, um, <clears throat> I also have to ha add uh, 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 for sure Head Eternal and also the, the sound on all these albums. This is sounding very natural. And uh, we wanted to transport this sound from these years into the uh, uh, here and, and now, but also mix it up with our own vision of, of, of extreme music and um, I I totally like do this technical guitar stuff but um, it has to be a tool and uh, it, it uh, doesn't have to be too much of this it, it has to be like salt salt uh, your your eat yeah <laughs> yeah awesome and and um, to get a good mixture or combination of this, I would say, um, past and uh, present, this is what, what was what we try to achieve also with this, with this new record. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It sounds super fresh and it has all the ingredients of classic and modern death metal in a, a nice mix. So you were alluding to maybe touring again in the future is that true are you guys in a position where you're able to yeah whenever our touring starts again whenever touring know. starts obviously so and we really we really can't tell uh, when it's going to be like back to regular touring of course it looks like in summer it will, it will be possible to do like outdoor shows or maybe some uh, with distancing and uh, but like a regular club tour like small clubs um i don't know it, it's probably gonna happen next year but probably not for us because i think i fear most of the spots in the next year are already taken by the big agencies you know because uh, uh, only the, uh, these tours that should have happened in 2020 are gonna be have been postponed to 2022 now so everything is more or less full we're we're absolutely open for um, for touring. We of course we want to tour. Um, short before um, uh, doing fragments of solace, it, um, we, we had a tour planned um, with suffocation, but they had to be cancelled because of health issues. And we we would love absolutely love to do that um, as soon as possible, of course. But I, I'm being real, realistic here. Um, it's, it's going to be really hard to, to, to get a spot on a tour now for a small band like us, you know. 
definitely going to go more uh, DIY underground. Yeah. I mean, how it, we the underground just got set back a little bit, but it's not going anywhere. The underground's still going to bubble sure. back up. It's going to come yeah, back. Yeah, I think cracks. I can imagine this whole thing strengthens uh, DIY shows and underground shows itself. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm positive about that. But um, but that's, that's only so far uh, you can go with, with DIY and, and underground shows. It's like, it, because it has, a, it has a geographical range, you know? Uh, if you're on tour, you can cover a, 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 lot, of, a lot of geographical range, but with uh, weekenders, it's only so far you can go. For us, it's like, yeah, it would be like, if we have like two or three shows in one weekend, we could like cover maybe 500 kilometers. Or so mm -hmm. we're not gonna get very far outside of Germany, or maybe Austria, maybe France, you know, or Eastern Europe, uh, but that's it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. It's, it's definitely gonna be a, a trip getting back into all that stuff, but at least we're, we, we never stop making it. You know, we're always no, going to be sure. making the music, dude. That's one thing that uh, I say every time on this podcast, too. I can't wait to see it, what everybody's been doing for the last year and when everybody finally gets out all those projects that they've been working on, you know, all the collaborations that have probably happened because of stuff like this, you know, Zoom jams and stuff that we don't even know about with sick players and, mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. I'm, I'm excited for that. And yeah, I know the live thing's going to be weird, but. I, I, I just always, we've been talking positivity. I always yeah. have a positive uh, attitude towards like it's resilient stuff that, that we do in our, in our careers. We make resilient music because it's, it's lasted this long from its. Yeah. Birth. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm being, I'm being optimistic about the, the whole scene uh, and everything that's, uh, um, and I, I would love to see uh, the underground, uh, Having grown stronger uh, through through that uh, um, through these dull times that we're having now, and, and I'm, yeah, I'm pretty optimistic that it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be better. Maybe you know, like more uh, more uh, like, like DIY communities coming up again, like it used to be when I started out playing live. You know, a lot of lot of um, lot of communities were setting up shows uh, just yeah. for just for, for for the personal personal pleasure. There was no no money in it. And things will definitely go more local for a while yeah. for sure yeah and you like these communities like doing maybe two two shows a year in their city and that's it and then putting all their heart and effort in it and, and that, maybe the live streaming the live live streaming thing could, might be a good thing for the underground you know it, even that yeah more thing kind of like a way to keep it going until we finally can get some venues that want to take the underground tours again. And it, I think that there's going to be new, there's going to be new dudes or chicks or anybody out there that's going to want to start new businesses and uh, open up new sure. venues that have these, you know, they that came from our scene or before our scene and stuff that are going to be like, we need to do something. Let's yeah. and, and see that as a good business opportunity when everything starts rolling again. And every, every crisis has, has, um, this thing, uh, it, um, you know, uh, the old the old stuff uh, sometimes it gets washed away a little bit and gives uh, gives room for 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 new guys to uh, girls to pick up the the torch, you know, and uh, carry it on. The, 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 the live streaming stuff is forest. like, oh, sorry, the live streaming stuff is definitely it's it's the reason why I think a lot of bands aren't doing it. Matt kind of alluded to it on the Cryptopsy episode. 
is that it's expensive to get, you know, all that stuff together. Um, I think, um, shout out, I was shout out to Joel cupcake. I was on his podcast the other day, but he did a live stream. He's like a promoter, a, a local promoter. Um, he does all the bookings, all the shows around here. He actually had a live concert that, that he put on that people could buy tickets for. And I think the idea maybe is for the local promoters or something to, to put it on themselves and, and charge tickets. Like they're doing a, and, and like set up the equipment and everything. Cause I, for, cause small bands and stuff, they can't, you know, like bands like Leprous and stuff have government help for right now for, for being for arts and stuff like that. And a lot of bands don't have that. A lot of bands have to come out of pocket for this. So um, I'm calling out all promoters. <laughs> they yeah. should, uh, Adapt. I, I, think, I think it's up to them really to to maybe put on a put on a show put on four bands you know don't it doesn't have to be just one band's live stream um but i mean i think hopefully in the next few months i mean last night i watched a ufc uh, the fighting mma fighting thing and it was the first event with it had a full capacity crowd yesterday it was seven yeah, i saw i saw a youtube video of, of dsi playing in florida like yeah weekend. yeah it's coming back. It's just uh, I was I was very I was um, very surprised to see that actually because here in Europe, unthinkable. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, we've We're had a not couple Montreal bands. Florida. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Florida's kind of a <laughs> wild west around. <laughs> they don't give. They don't really get south. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, southeast. Yeah, I mean, I've heard we've heard about Montreal and um, actually, um, who's I think. Joseph, were you talking about? Um, yeah, it was on uh, Joel Cupcake's Twitch that they streamed, a, but it was a free show last night. So, but didn't you have like a friend that was from China or something that they, or it might have been you telling me the story? Well, they basically like they left like their city and they literally have a sensor on their door <laughs> that if they leave, they get arrested or something. Uh, um, was that you that told me that? Oh, I, I, told me I didn't, that. I I didn't tell you that story. Um, <laughs> one, of my, one of my friends, I had a party last night. So someone here <laughs> yesterday was telling me um, that literally that they're, they're, they're living in China and that they're, the government's because our government's pretty relaxed compared to like I hear Montreal. Like if you're out past 8 p.m., you're getting a $5,000, like a ridiculous fine. And they're like serious about it. Like here they're like they're not, you know, they're look at us as kind of like a joke compared to what they have to go through. And I know Europe's a lot crazier. But yeah, they said uh uh, a friend of a friend in China, like literally, if they leave their house, like the a, a censor will tell the cops to come get them. <laughs> like, yeah, but that's a dictatorship, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Uh, it's not a big surprise. Uh, things are <laughs> handled like this in China. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, it isn't that strict here in Europe. And okay. In Austria, we have uh, like uh, we have a curfew at I think eight p.m. Um, but the. <laughs> There's so many exceptions from this curfew, you know, you can't, uh, <laughs> yeah. one of the ex exceptions is like, um, you can leave the house if you really can't cope anymore. That's one of the exceptions. More or less, like it, you're like, about like, to you lose your shit, get the fuck out of your house. They're like, they ask you, if they catch you, if they catch you outside on the streets and they say, what the hell are you doing outside? You know, it's curfew. I mean, it never happened to me, but uh, if it, if it would happen, uh, happen and, they ask you, what are you doing? I said, yeah, dude, uh, I just couldn't cope anymore in my flat. It was, uh, I had to go for a walk. And then, okay, See ya. that's it. So no fines or anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just and, like, no, dude, I, I did it against my against your will. I just want to piss you off. So give me a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and what I know, like, you know, this is, what better band than 
than deicide to just say fuck it and just yeah. go for it. <laughs> yeah, you know, the first man. And I really, I really enjoyed that stream. It was, it was really a cool show. Um, I mean, I mean, I love deicide. Like, it, it's one of my favorite death metal bands. I have to admit. Um, I, I have to and, make admission. I've never seen deicide. Me neither. Every other band. I've seen more. You know, Morbid Angel a thousand times. I've seen cannibal a thousand times just for whatever yeah. reason i've never seen deicide and i'm actually going there they're coming on they're doing a full u.s tour and they're, they're coming here in august so i'm, oh, I'm definitely damn. going I, I probably already mentioned it before but my first death metal show ever was morbid angel deicide at the pound and like bam what a lineup dude, i know wow so it was my first I, my, my first it was morbid headlining deicide right on or they may have been oh it was a dual night thing that's what they're doing two nights There's, in a row oh, okay and i got the dragon lord soylent green night i guess they had different openers each but yeah i think deicide might have headlined that night but either way dude uh, it, it was just like a download of evil into my <laughs> 15 16 year old brain dude hell yeah can you remember when it was which uh, year was it it was it had to have been 2002 so no maybe i was no it wasn't maybe 2000 because i was i was if i, I was 16 yeah. i was i was old enough to drive but i wasn't friends with dan kenny yet i mean i was but we were just acquaint acquaintances like we didn't okay. go, i was with some different people and uh actually the dude who actually introduced me to death metal in general but um yeah it was i so 2000 it had to have been there was Tell a, of a show to start out with man my <laughs> first Jesus. show i can remember was um was dismember uh, Sick. You know, nice. in Austria, I think it was 1998, because mm -hmm. I, I was I, I was 14 years old. My daddy uh, gave me a ride, and <laughs> nice. he also watched the show because he wanted to see what this shit is all about. Yeah. You know? And then it was it was uh, it was this member headlining. I think it was Children of Bottom opening. Oh wow! Um, if I, I I might be wrong, and there was also it was also Gorgoroth playing, and my daddy afterwards he said, yeah. Yeah, I hope by now you should know it's just Satanist propaganda, right? Said, That's yeah. a good thing for his dad, <laughs> right. dad to say. Well, it was an awesome <laughs> show. Um, man, did this member, awesome live band. Because, but of course, here in Europe, the chance to see European bands is, of course, way higher and the other way around. Seeing Deicide in, uh, in Europe is a rare treat. Um, back in the days, way more than it is now, of course, because so many American bands were... You're I'm planning. Place. I'm planning on tra uh, traveling over. Um, maybe catching like a. You guys should do like the brutal assault fest or something. I want to go see one of those like European festivals. Like I, that was my yeah, plan. Brutal assault year. is fucking awesome. Yeah, that was my plan was last year. Was just to go. I mean, we we got the uh, decrepit. We got the when I was in decrepit, we played um, death feast open air and. Yeah. Um, awesome. But I want to see like one of those like mega like you know, like those brutal assaults or like, that's the, what you guys have on us that we don't have over here. Or parties that yeah we have a lot of lot of big like festivals and and um, it, um, it's coming up in the states right but it was like uh, these big festivals we already had them at the, in the nineties. I remember yeah. like my first big festival was, was like fifteen and sixteen and there was Slayer headlining Iron Maiden Motorhead all that stuff you know and, yeah. and also. Yeah. Um, uh, and in the afternoon, you, you we watch obituary. Yeah, it was crazy, crazy lineups. <laughs> yeah, here we get we get the festivals here, but that's it's more mainstream, popular bands like yeah. uh, they'll they'll throw you know there'll be like uh, two bands you want to see, 
But then there's like <laughs> these, that, then My Chemical yeah. Romance comes on or something. And you're like, yeah, we got these kind of exactly. festivals here too. But <laughs> yeah. uh, we got a lot of specialized festivals like Partisan, which you probably uh, heard about, is which like extreme metal based, uh, and of course Brutal Assault, which is huge, and then but uh, a lot of lot of small ones who are absolutely awesome, like In Flammen Open Air, where we we played oh, a few yeah. years ago. It was it was who was it headlining it? I think it was Marduk, right? Yeah, Marduk was. Yeah. And it was Valenfire playing awesome lineup again, like, and but really small and very very familiar, uh, like uh, yeah, familiar kind of feeling, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, a, I mean that's the mecca over there is for uh, for metal is uh, totally. It's yeah, a, it's a privilege. Um, yeah. in, in Europe you can you can go like a, a, a ten festivals a year and um, it's all packed with awesome stuff. It's, I can't tell you. That's a treat of living here. Yeah. I can't tell tell you how many times I've seen tour flyers for Europe, and I'm like, "What the fuck? Come here! What the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's like the an stacked lineup. Like, that's like a legitimate lineup. Like, I would almost travel, get in a plane to go see. You know what I mean? Yeah, you would have like a hard time getting food or going to take a leak or her shit at the at the festival because there's too many bands you don't want to. Absolutely, miss. I remember my, <laughs> my first. I remember my first with Full Force festival when I was like 15, I think, or something, and we we uh, we literally would uh, uh, make a schedule for us uh, to see all these bands, you know, that that festival was a, was a special kind of festival because it, it mixed all that hardcore stuff with also uh, hardcore and punk. And we were all into all these styles back then. It was really like, yeah, okay, now it's this band. And then they, um, they're like um, 10 minutes into the set of the other band going over, you know, and okay, yeah. then there plays a shitty band. We have like time to eat and then go over and again. Then, then, <laughs> then there are the, the, the theme nights uh, and then you got like the, the, the first team night was a, a Friday night was called Knüppelnacht, which, which means like um, uh, something like uh, um, it was a knüppel, uh, like like um, uh, club club night, but I mean like clubbing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Clubbing somebody, and it was only blast beats <laughs> the whole night. It was starting, I think, at at twelve uh, at midnight, and then you had blast beats until six in the morning. I remember watching Napalm Death when the sun came out. Uh, Belfigor playing when I was already in bed, you know, it was <laughs> insane. Oh, dude, that sounds amazing, though. A young, I, if you're a young metalhead, just like ready for it all, dude. Just like, damn, yeah, it was crazy. Taking a 15, nap 16 a years old before you go yeah. catch fucking deicide. <laughs> Yeah. I love that kind of setup where they, I, I mean, you know, they weren't that good at bands, like I said earlier, like where it'd be like a Mayhem Festival or an Ozfest, where it would be. There's two stages side by side, and it would just be like band playing, okay, band done, band playing. And it would just be like bam, yeah. bam, 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 and just like constant. There's no like mm -hmm. downtime. Not much travel time, but or yeah. travel, you know, yeah. yeah. You gotta go like, like 50 like, yards, 50 about, yards to the right, and you're, you're right in front of another band. Is that band, the same? You know I mean? We were all when Dillinger and Body Count played, were we all, was that the one you're talking about? Um, it wasn't it went, Dillinger, it, but um, well, Dillinger was on that same fest. Maybe it wasn't Dillinger, but it was like we were watching. Fuck, I know. We were watching one band on this stage, and then immediately it was like body count was playing. Well, you'd like, be watching one band, and then you'd look over on the right, and then you'd see like uh, the the logos and stuff going up for the band you really want to see. Yeah. Like, fuck, okay, they're getting, they're getting towards the last song. Let's go, like, get a good yeah, spot. Yeah. Yeah. Joseph and I went to Ozfest a few years ago, and it was like, we, we watched Suffocation, and then it was Fallujah, right? And, yeah. then, and then it was Possessed. 
And so we saw Damn. all three of those on one stage. Then we go over there. Then we watch Creator on another stage. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like, it was sick, dude. That's a pretty and then we great. watched Children of Bodom on the main stage. And like, it was insane, dude. Yeah, yeah. A lot of good bands that night. Eye on Fire. Yeah. There were a few more good bands. Yeah. Ozzy, obviously. Yeah. Did you guys... Did you guys see this year's uh, lineup for the Death Feast Festival here in Germany? No. Did you see? I'm going to take, take a look right now. It's crazy. Let's screen yeah. share it. Somebody screen share it right now. Death Feast. That's <laughs> um, uh, Yeah, maybe if some, some of you can find the flyer. I remember that it's pretty pretty sick. <laughs> I uh, Yeah, when I say somebody, I was just throwing it out to the resident homies. That's like a small festival, home. actually. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Napalm oh, death, nice. suffocation, cattle decapitation, exhume, exhume, and then oh, all yeah. the uh, the awesome European stuff. You know, benighted, ingested, decrepit birth, of course. Oh yeah, crazy maybe catalepsy. I'll to, maybe I'll be a merch guy for them. Profanity, hate creeper. <laughs> These guys are cool, dude. <laughs> Profanity, oh yeah, awesome, Come beast. Man. That's a good name. Come beast. <laughs> what was that uh, on that uh, the Trevor episode? What was the band? Uh, Ass brain or something? Brain, brain ass. Dude, they're brain really ass. good. Actually, dude, I sent you I know. The, the video. Dude, this, I, no, I listened good. to it. Band, the music's it, really like, good. Like the day after that uh, episode, I threw it on yeah. in the living room, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Sounds like brain ass. Sounds like the scorch <laughs> <laughs> from Indonesia. Shout out to yeah. Brain there's, ass. there's bands that, uh, from Indonesia. There are a lot of like these. Uh, we were talking on uh, the Trevor episode. Um, there's a lot of. Uh, disgorge kind of style bands out there and they have like these kind of like mistranslated names kind of like like yeah. burger burger kill and brain ass <laughs> burger kill dude check them out that's They're like cattle de- that's cattle decapitation and then brain ass is butthead dude. butthead <laughs> no but they're i mean for these wacky kind of sounding names to us they're great bands though i was like holy shit they're i like threw them on and was like actually blown away by them i'm like oh fuck brain ass yeah. Brain ass fucks, dude. I I checked out Jasad, who are maybe the biggest, and uh, their singers like smoking on stage while singing death metal. It was fucking insane. That's awesome, yeah, <laughs> smoking that's, cigarettes. I, the most uh, Indonesian no way, thing dude. I've ever seen. Dude. I haven't checked them out. That's what uh, he, I guess that's like the main the main yeah. band out there, right? Yeah, yeah, they're really sick. Their drummer, their new drummer, fucking is so sick. Like he should be in in to violently vomit, not me. Honestly, like he's the best drummer for that thing. But well, cool. shout out. And until Diego becomes president of Indonesia. Yeah, guys, he's got to go out there and win an election first. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, guys. Oh, yeah. Anthony. I no, I was just going to say, I don't know where else we want to go with it. You guys want to keep chatting? I, I got a hard out in like 20 minutes. I got to go do some work, add stuff. Do you guys want to no. shout out anything? Sun you guys- stuff. I got to go be a son. I got to go help my parents with some stuff. You got oh, yeah. you got any specific questions left? Like, um... did we get any fan questions, Joseph? I do have one personal reaction, which is um, so I listened to fragments, and when the autopsy came on, the last song, um, you know, I hear it, and I'm like, this sounds like uh, you know, necrophagist foul body autopsy, and then I'm like, is that intentional or is that just? And then I like wait a little bit, and then like the song repeats the same way that the original one was. And I'm like, fuck yeah, they did it. They like totally paid tribute. And I wanted you to know, like, hopefully that's the reaction you wanted. Someone had it. I was like, this is so sick that you did that. Like shout out to that. 
because I love that song. That actually was like the first extreme death metal song I like learned on guitar ever. So yeah, yeah but what this was the first song you yeah, come on. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, foul body autopsy. Yeah. You fucking yeah. the first that was your That's the way to start out. Jesus, Joseph. Well, no, I mean, that's, like, that's, a, that's definitely like a it's got I, I actually know a bunch of riffs from that. That's like one of my favorite like guitar exercise. Um, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. We covered definitely. that song in our high school band when we were like seniors. So, um, but yeah, that, yeah, yeah, what yeah. High schools. What high schools do you got there in the US? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I went to <laughs> I went to high school with a bunch of dudes who are death metal musicians. Like they all played with Son of Aurelius and Inanimate Existence. And uh, it was a very death metal high school. Yeah. So, damn, I would love, I uh, would have loved to have something here. But when I went to, to uh, high school, um, I was the only one listening to metal at all. You know, maybe mm -hmm. one, one or two guys listening to a little bit of metal, and that's it. And the rest. I was just telling my buddy Dan, it was the same thing. One of two guys at my high school that we were we were repping death metal. The rest was like new metal, which we I I went through that little blip for a second too, but once i got into death metal it was like oh me and dan realized like nobody else knows what the fuck we're talking about anymore like yeah. we bring up were listening to your to oasis and weezer you know and, and that yeah. was the good <laughs> yeah. bands people listen to we had a guy at our high school called metal mike and uh, he he watches the show too and uh he's uh he's been to a lot of our old shows and stuff and you know he's a he's kind of the classic guy that got us into metal but like i remember being a freshman in high school and he was a couple years older or something like that and he wore these headphones that had like speakers on the outside. <laughs> so he, you just hear like this guy coming down the hallway and it just would be like crazy death metal, like black metal, whatever, <laughs> just screaming and all these kids walking around and he's just all like blasting it like, like in between class, like every day. <laughs> so best. Thomas, uh, explain that real quick. So what, what, jo what is Joseph noticing? So it's like the same structure as foul body autopsy. Yes, it is absolutely, and it is almost exactly the same structure. And uh, I can say <laughs> uh, we copied that structure because we wanted to give our tribute to Necrophagist with his song. And, um, <laughs> and that's awesome, dude. <clears throat> we didn't want to write anything about ne uh, Necrophagist, especially on the cover or uh, uh, anything we just wanted to see how will people react or will people react mm -hmm. <laughs> because this song is also very special for us and um, yeah back in the days I also uh, learned this song full body autopsy <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, since since some years I had this idea in my mind why not to write a song which has the same structure so I don't need to practice this Necrophagist any song anymore so then I can practice a profanity song <laughs> <laughs> and at the same time giving tribute to, to Necroph Necrophagist and um, but uh, I thought maybe more people would would um, see this, that, that this song is a tribute to Necrophagist. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's, it's, it's too old. I don't know, but um, it's definitely- It's not close enough. Maybe it just wasn't close enough, you know? It was maybe. pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. 
I like that idea though. Just to add to that real quick. I like, cause there's bands out there that would, you know, probably copy structures and then just call it their own, but you're doing it on purpose for yeah, and very obviously for the also with the song title and everything. Yeah. You're not only taking the structure of a song that's very like influential to obviously more all, a lot of us because now Joel and Joseph are saying they used it as like a, a practicing technique song mm-hmm. and uh, you're actually, you know, paying tribute to saying here, here's what I've learned with use, practicing this song and I've actually made it my own version of it now because of your music because of Muhammad's music, you know? So it's like, cool. I like that. It's, it's a, it's a different kind of tribute, you know, than you would normally get than just people saying, Oh, I covered foul body autopsy. No, I actually took that structure and made my own version of it as a tribute. I, I love that. I really do. Um, maybe it should be more, it should have been more obvious that this is a tribute song, but it is how it is now. And um, at first we, we thought alone the title, the autopsy is obvious enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys because think- nobody would, 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 would think it's uh, a tribute to the band Autopsy, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're an awesome band, but it's, <laughs> totally. it doesn't sound very alike. Do you guys, being from Germany, know any... Um... Any, have you ever met Muhammad or anything from Necrophages? Have you guys know? Have you have you yeah. seen him? Talk to him in the last five years? Like with, like I want to get that Necrophages album out. I know get it's that scoop, dude. I know because uh, I, I was you know I was talking to Romain a bunch you know back in the day because we we toured with Necrophages, so I kind of I kind of knew the guys a little bit. But um, yeah, I was I remember them. Muhammad was telling me like, oh, it's done. The album's like written. It's all ready to go. And then just mm-hmm. it's all about recording it. And then they. They had that one song they played live, um, something Feast or I forget the name of it, but uh, or no, Dawn and Demise. Hell um, yeah. They had that song done and they were doing it live. And then they just I know Muhammad's actually in the L.A. area. I think now I keep getting sightings of him in L.A. now. I think he moved, right? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I heard I had some contact with Muhammad around. 2003 and 2004 and we were living very close to each other about 200 or 300 kilometers it's, it's not that far and uh, we met um, back in the days here and there on shows and festivals and um, we also had some phone calls back in the day and I, uh, I can remember a phone call very good when he told me do you want to get some um, power Power tap? What's it called? Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. Power tap? Am I Power right? tap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she sent me, I think, full body autopsy on power tap and also something from Epitaph. I think it was a, a stab wound. He sent me by, by email and it's only for you and, and just for you. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And, that's awesome. And, and, and he was also telling me, um epitaph will be out on uh, relapse records and then we have the chance to go on tour with bolt thrower and um this was just amazing time yeah but unfortunately we totally lost contact i don't know where he where he is and what he is doing um we had some contact with um their bus player femi oh yeah and um he is living 
also very close to us, just in the middle where Lucas and I are living and uh, what he's doing visited, now. He even visited uh, one of our shows a few years back. Yes. Yeah. 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 I heard yeah. The, the rumor right now with Mohammed. Um, I don't know. If, I mean, from what I've heard from people that know him is that he works for BMW as like an engineer now. Is what in I heard. LA? Something like that. Yeah. Dude. Um, so you're telling me right now that if Necrophages comes out with a new album, then we can welcome him into the cali death (laughs) yeah no (laughs) we should try to get muhammad on here man that would be dude that that would would be be groundbreaking i mean we've got a couple stories with him too because we've played uh, you know we played a show with him i've seen him in at maryland you know i you know spent some time aside from just watching him he's i i got a story about running into him at a fucking liquor store buying t-shirts out of his fucking back of his jeep his rental jeep that he was that he had dude which was watching that show was was like people were trying to pit but then they would like slow down and stop and just look because they it would it was yeah. hypnotizing to see necrophages live dude you're like you freaked out on that out on set for fucking i don't know how many years it was out before he actually played maybe a couple or so mm-hmm. and you're just like dude here it is live with all humans, dude, playing. It. Yeah. Like, <laughs> still on spot. And they did yeah. a perfect cover of Crystal Mountain. You're just like, oh, this yeah. is, it's like the perfect set, dude. That was yeah, the most we- hype band I've ever, I mean, from my era of death metal, that was when they finally hit the States. Like, that was like the most hyped thing I've ever, you know, there was like so much anticipation. Everyone's just like hovering over the stage when we played with them in San Francisco for that first time. Waiting it was for just Epitaph, like, too, is a big anticipation yeah. no doubt god great stuff dude r.i.p <laughs> around i think it was in 2000 and um they played this show with their old lineup and mm-hmm. i can't remember all the names maybe martin you can the the bassist was julian you know from 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 frost also a very mm-hmm. crazy guy and um, the guitar player, which was, what was his name? I can't remember. And they also played their Crystal Mountain. And we uh, did a video shoot of this. Martin uh, still has it, the video from the show. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's so awesome. Yeah. Well, sick, guys. This is cool, dude. I had a really good time today. Thank you so much, Martin, for setting the alarm, dude. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's above and, Lucas, and beyond. Thank you so much, Thomas. Thank you. This is awesome. Anytime you guys want to come back, we can work it out again in the future. Most definitely. Um, anybody, you guys want to plug anything? I mean, you guys got to plug all your shit. If you're if you're pushing it all yourself, dude, please go go to these guys' websites, buy all their shit that you can, because they're doing it all themselves. You know, this is that's that's the real deal shit right there. What's like, your website? Bandcamp. That people can buy yeah. your merch. You can you can buy all the merch on our Bandcamp. Um, it's profanitydeathmetal.bandcamp.com, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah, here we go. Um, you get um, the records, the merch, and everything. That oh, looks good. Um, if you're if you're going to um, if you're like interested in the vinyl, um, there's not too many left of of these. Um, nice, nice, dude. That's so so cool. gotta be fast. Yeah. <laughs> I might actually go buy one right now. Oh, I want some sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. <dude. laughs>
Yeah. That's a, are there uh, shorts? <laughs> nice. Oh, shorts, okay. Well, I'm done, still down. Still down. Oh, yeah. Do you guys have any sandals or no? <laughs> <laughs> no. We should license some sandals with, with you Dude, guys. Let's do it. <laughs> They're going to be like, what? I'll rock them. <laughs> what are sandals? Yeah. <laughs> well, cool, but yeah, guys. thanks so much, guys. This was super cool. I love you guys. And yeah. I'm going to bump your shit in my car all the fucking time on the way to yes. the studio. I st it's still in my truck. It. I got a six CD changer. It's still in one of the slots right now ever since I got it. Yeah. Yep. Well, all right. Yeah, okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for having us and for enjoying our noise. Yeah, dude. No doubt. <laughs> sure, man. Hell yeah. And I, I also want to add thank you, all of you guys, for giving up this great opportunity here to talk with you about extreme music, to talk about our music. And um, as we said before, we are an independent ba band. And so um, your support is highly appreciated. And uh, I know that you put a lot of time and effort in your Kali Dev podcast and totally awesome. Thanks, Thomas. Awesome. Thank Thanks, you, man. Dude. Hell yeah. Well, we right help. on, guys. Then uh, we'll be back for another one this upcoming Thursday. Uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, iTunes, app, uh, fucking YouTube, all that shit. Cali Death Podcast. Go check it out. Tell your friends. Thanks to all the subscri subscribers. Hit the push notifications, all that good stuff. We love you guys. We'll see you guys soon. <laughs>